0: Jesus is really a strange king. He's strange, and we would do well to let him be strange. Maybe we think that it would be a lot more convenient if Jesus was just a king like any other king. We could at least overthrow him then for good, without resurrection. We could draw borders and forbid him from ever crossing them, We could assure ourselves that he is in his castle, far, far away. We could ignore him easily enough, just like we do with any other foreign ruler. He could be a tyrant for all that we care, as long as he was someone else's tyrant. Or better yet, we could hold him strictly to his own word. He said, my kingdom is not of this world. Well, then good, Jesus. Stay out of our world then, we might try to say to him. We've got things under control here in the real world, Jesus. So you can go ahead and leave us alone to our own business of running our own lives. If he ever tries to tell us what to do, or he tries ordering us around, we could just politely remind him that we didn't vote for him. That America, if you didn't notice already, Jesus is a democracy, and we do not want and do not need a king. But as it is, Jesus is quite a different king. In fact, his kingdom extends throughout the entire universe, and that includes our country, it includes our cities, our neighborhoods, our family rooms, our bedrooms, our dinner tables, even our own hearts, we can't escape him. He is present everywhere, especially where we would least expect to find him. The homeless guy on the side of the road that you pass on your way home from Mass today, that is Jesus Christ, King of the Universe, The person who is dying from COVID, even as we sit here and worship our Lord over in Roanoke Memorial Hospital, nobody is allowed to visit them. Nobody is allowed to go and be with them. That's Jesus Christ, King of the universe. The teenager who is picked on for being a little different, who isn't part of the clique, who struggles to make friends. That was me. That somehow... Jesus Christ, King of the Universe. The elderly woman over at Our Lady of the Valley, who has no family or friends left in the Roanoke area, who spends her days watching prices right alone in her room, pretty much just forgotten by the world. That is somehow Jesus Christ, King of the Universe. The drug dealer who ruined his life has no chance at redemption according to our world who is facing a life sentence, that is Jesus Christ, King of the Universe. The immigrant, who doesn't speak any English at all, who doesn't know our American culture at all, who's separated from everything and everyone that they know because of political unrest or some other situation back home, that's Jesus Christ, King of the Universe. The terrified young woman, who has believed the awful degrading lie that abortion is her only option left, who is poor and isolated, who was abandoned by her boyfriend when she needed him the most. That's Jesus Christ, king of the universe. Jesus is all around us. It does not take very long to find him. You don't have to go very far at all to see him. He presents himself in the lowest most deplorable, and most disgusting circumstances. He smells like B.O. He hasn't brushed his teeth in over a week. He hasn't taken a shower in over a month. He lives under the 581 bridge. He's hard to love. He has severe mental illness. He shivers when the weather gets cold, if it's ever going to get cold. He's getting arrested right now. He makes you and me feel very uncomfortable. He begs for money, and we do not know if he's going to just go ahead and spend it on booze. He hangs on a cross as the crowd mocks him below, saying, He is the king of Israel. Let him come down now from that cross, and we will believe in him. If only he was a very different kind of king, a normal, worldly king. If only his crown wasn't so thorny. And so inconvenient. Perhaps then we would be less afraid to look him in the eye. But that's our king. The people of Israel once begged God for a king. They said, appoint a king over us like all the nations to rule us. Put a king over us, Lord, like every other nation. Just let us be like everybody else. But when they finally got a king, and the king of kings no less they were disappointed they found him to be altogether lackluster as the prophet Isaiah says of Jesus he had no majestic bearing to catch our eye no beauty to draw us in but that is the king that God gave to us and we shouldn't bother looking for another one because he is the best that there is He is certainly not a tame or a nice king. He means to conquer our hearts, our entire lives. But he is a good king. He's a king worth living for, and he's a king who is worth dying for. He's humble. He's meek. He forgives us our trespasses every single time we ask for forgiveness. He anoints our darkest most unsightly wounds. He suffers for us. He suffers with us. He asks only for the least act of love, the dimmest glimmer of authentic concern. A glass of water, a sandwich, a visit, a little conversation, a prayer. He doesn't ask us to fix everything. He does not expect us to save the world. That's his job. St. Paul promises us that in our second reading today. He said, Every sovereignty and every authority and power will one day be subjected to him. Everything, even death itself, our last enemy, will have to bend the knee to Jesus Christ the King. And then... God will be all in all. But until that glorious last day, until the end eventually does come, and it is coming, Jesus Christ, the King of the universe, seems frustratingly okay with an uncomfortable amount of dysfunction in this world. Just look around. Jesus, our King, allows so much sin to happen on a daily basis in each one of our lives. He allows so much corruption, so much disorder, so many trials. Any other worldly king would have consolidated his power by now, would have imposed strict control over his subjects, and let his full strength be felt all across his kingdom. But Jesus has a drastically different tactic, doesn't he? He shows his royal omnipotence, Not by lording it over us, but by letting go of all power, by becoming small, by emptying himself, by letting evil believe that it is winning. If we had to make an honest assessment of Jesus's rule, though, we might be tempted to conclude that he's not a very effective king at all, because everything seems to be on fire. Nothing seems to be under control at all. And yet, we need to have faith that somehow he is still Lord, that somehow he is still in control, that somehow his providence is still at work, that somehow he is still the king of the entire universe. Look up at the sky at night, every single one of those stars. Jesus is king of that faraway star. He's king of the universe. And despite all odds, we believe that he will one day cast down the mighty from their thrones and he will lift up the lowly. And that will look like foolishness to our world. It will look like complete foolishness. But it's the foolishness of the cross. And from that place of foolish faith, and grace. We Christians can love those most in need with little, concrete acts of love. That's what it all comes down to according to our gospel that we heard today. Jesus, the King of the universe, waits for us to make simple yet deliberate decisions to bring hope and light into this very dark world, into our daily lives, He expects us to be His presence. He feeds us with Himself from this altar so that we can go out and be Christ for the world to extend His kingdom out there. It's not supposed to just stay here, it's supposed to go out there. And we will be judged, each one of us, on whether or not we do that. Those little acts of love, they might seem pointless. They might seem laughably insignificant, but it is the stuff of heaven. It is the defining fact that will allow us to hear his voice say to us, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. A stranger, and you welcomed me. Naked, and you clothed me. Ill, and you cared for me. In prison, and you visited me. It all comes down to that. Not fixing everything, not saving the world. Those little concrete acts of love. It comes down to that. Right or left. Heaven or hell. Eternal joy, life, and peace. Or eternal separation isolation, and pain. We have to make a choice. We're either with that king or we are against him. All our faith, all of our belief, all our time spent in church means nothing if we aren't willing to love Jesus wherever he might be found. So while there's still time, let's be radically kind to each other. Let's cherish the gift of life that we've all been given. Let's be quick to serve and slow to demand, eager to be of one mind with the church. Let's put away all that harsh and bitter criticism and skepticism that's so easy for us to fall into if we look on social media or the news. Let's be people of goodwill, people of real joy, Let's show the world what mercy actually is. And then one day, we can hope to hear Jesus say to us, Come, you are mine forever. Because you have already been with me this entire time. You already were serving me. You were already loving me when you loved those who seemed so very unlovable. What you did to the least of these, you did to me.